Congratulations, you are tuned into the number one podcast where life has no limits. Your host, Joan Kaler, is the founder of Joan Kaler Counseling and Consulting International. Joan consults with clients around the world to help them reach their full potential with emotional freedom techniques, chakra balancing, and cognitive behavior therapy. Joan is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and consultant. Now, here is Joan. Hi everyone, Joan Kaler here. Welcome to Life Without Limits because there are no limits to what you can achieve. Now, I want you to sit back and relax for a moment. Use your imagination and imagine going out into the woods without your cell phone to have an adventure. I can feel everybody getting anxious right now just thinking of leaving their cell phone behind. My next guest, Dan Zayner, is going, Adventure Dan, is going to describe what he does with folks, taking them out into the woods, contacting people from all over the world to go on an adventure, and why he chose to do this in the first place. This is an amazing story that you're going to want to enjoy, listen, and share with your friends. So, welcome in Adventure Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Joan. I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind intro. Uh, you said, how does that make you feel? I'm like, excited. When can we go? <laughs> get me out of this office. Get me out of this office. <laughs> How did you become Adventure Dan? When did this happen? Oh, man. Okay, so um, a couple of years ago, so I'll back up before that. As a kid growing up, I was in Scouts. I got my Eagle Scout. Um, loved camping and hiking with, with my family and, and going out into the ravine with my friends to do stupid stuff. And then it all kind of like went by the wayside when I went to college and got married. And then slowly over time, over the next few years, I've become becoming a professional in the engineering field and having kids and all these things, I lost adventure in my life. Like one day I woke up, I was at a new job uh, about three months into where I worked out at Purdue University. And I felt like I just didn't want to get out of bed anymore. Like I looked more forward to going to, to sleep at night than waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I felt trapped. I was overweight. I was you know, out of breath when I was walking up the stairs and I just felt gross. Um, and so I reached out for help um, to a dad's group that I'm in on Facebook. It's called the dad edge. And I was like, Hey guys, like I'm, I'm struggling with some, some really tough, like bad habits that I'm in. Does, can anybody help me with this? And 60 of soon to be my best friends in the world replied. And one of them, his name was Eric Davis. He's a retired Navy SEAL. For those of you who are not familiar with the SEALs, they are a group of ridiculously awesome dudes who get sent to do what others would deem impossible. And they do it really well over and over again and have some of the, if not the most difficult training in the military in the world. So that's what these guys do. Eric is a retired sniper and also used to be a, to run the Navy SEAL sniper school. You may have heard of Chris Kyle, Marcus yes. Luttrell. He trained those guys. Oh, wow. So Eric says, hey, if you're looking for some unconventional accountability, here's my email. <laughs> like, oh, great. That's exactly what I need because I've got an impossible mission for you. And what he 
proceeded to help me through was some of the underlying things I had not been taking care of, namely myself, um, especially in the area of my physical health, my spiritual health, my mental health, my, my relationship with my wife and our, especially our intimate relationship, all of those things I was not taking care of. And that is why I was doing all these things I didn't want to do. So he's like, first you should take care of your body. Cause that's kind of the easiest thing to start getting a hold on. Mm-hmm. And to do that, he's like, you need to work yourself out to exhaustion every day. <laughs> okay. At first was not hard but became harder the more I worked out. Cause I'm like, well, I got to do more to get exhausted now. And after about a month of that, he's like, now I want you to every month subject yourself to the Navy SEAL physical fitness test to see how you're doing in your training, which is as many push-ups as you can do two minutes, then as many sit-ups as you can do two minutes, as many pull-ups as you can do before you fail. And then a mile and a half run timed. I started at 40 push-ups in a minute, 40 sit-ups in a minute, a mile, and not being able to do a pull-up at all, and then a mile and a half run about 16 to 16 and a half minutes. By the time I was uh, about six months into training, um, doing this every month, and I keep, uh, since you're on video, my rucksack here, <sighs> my best friend Whoa. here, kept this at my desk full of 45 pounds of bricks. And now it's got a steel plate in it because it's much more compact. Um, but is it still time I went to my desk, I would do 10 reps of something. It was building perseverance through physical challenge, which I now realize is adventure. And over the course of six months, I was able to get up to being able to do 90 push-ups in two minutes, 115 sit-ups in two minutes, 30 pull-ups, and a mile and a half run in 11 and a half minutes. Eventually, I would get down to a nine and a half minute, mile and a half, and lost 50 pounds in the process. Oh my gosh. And through that, basically learned, about a year later, now I learned what I was challenged to do was embrace adventure every day. And how I define adventure, which I worked out (laughs) with actually one of uh, Eric's Navy SEAL teammates, Larry Yatch, who has been on your show. We worked out a distinction for adventure together while he was in a hot tub, of course. Um, (laughs) It's an experience where you learn through persevering into the unknown, finding fulfillment, which is exactly what Eric challenged me to do without probably even really realizing it. By embracing that perseverance, I had no idea what was going to happen. I found really fulfilling results. Because why would you take on that challenge where other people would say, forget about it. That's too much work. I'm not interested. Because I had no other option. I had tried everything else. I, I mean, I've, I'm a, I've got a great relationship with God. I tried praying all the time. I think Eric was an answer to prayer. He was, was say, yeah. freaking Michael the archangel in person. Like, hey, here's your prayer answer right here. Get your butt off your couch, you know? And so, you know, I tried accountability groups and, and accountability partners and all these things and nothing of it worked. I was ready to try anything. I'm like, whatever you tell me to do, if you tell me to jump off a bridge, I'll do it if it'll help. Wow. Okay. So you were at the end point. Yeah. That life isn't working. I imagine that you probably had major depression. 
Oh, absolutely. I would. Yeah. I, I have, I've struggled with depression on and off, uh, you know, since I was a teenager. Okay. And one of the things I found through that as part of the root of my depression is not taking care of myself in one of those five areas mm-hmm. or more than one or all of them all at once, which is what I found myself in when I get really bad. Um, and, um, yeah. And so I found myself just really needing to dig out of a hole and he threw me a rope and I'm like, well, Hey, it's my best option. Let's go. Cause you would try other options and they didn't work or you weren't at the end. You say you tried everything. So when someone thinks that they've tried everything and somebody else throws you a rope, then you take the rope and see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and seeing that, you know, this is a guy I respected. Um, I read his book, uh, Raising Men, and I knew he is living the kind of life that I want in a lot of respects. And so I'm like, heck yeah, I will follow you anywhere. Wow. So tell me, so you took this. So that was kind of the genesis. That's, of it. that's the genesis of it. And from there, um, I, I came across... I don't think I had read it yet at this point. A few months later, after after going through the that kind of initial jump start, I found this book by John Eldridge. Uh, he's a, a Christian counselor and author. Um, it's called Wild at Heart. I've got a copy of it on my shelf back here. And the main premise of the book is that we as men especially are created for an adventure to live, a battle to fight, and a beauty to rescue and not necessarily in the damsel in distress kind of way, but Mm -hmm. you know, to bring forth beauty into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just ate that book up. I've read it four or five times since, and I got to actually meet John on a video call in this same men's group on on Facebook, the dad edge. And I got to ask him after reading the book twice. I'm like, I, I felt called and that's not even quite the right word. My soul was resonating somehow with that concept of adventure. Like it felt like somebody had hit me with a gong mallet, you know? Okay. And I had no idea what to do with it. I was like, I, I feel like there's something big for me here around adventure and I don't know what to do. And John was like, he's like, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you about this. You need to pray about that. I'm like, John, I have prayed about this. Come on. He's like, no, like, actually have a conversation with God like he, and listen. Like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you need to ask what's my next step and who are my allies in this? And then listen, like, mm-hmm. oh, I could do that. So I did. And I heard very clearly, you need to start a podcast and you need to ask these 12 people to be on it. So I did. And they all said yes, really quickly. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I have a podcast about adventure now. <laughs> So uh, wait a minute, what's your podcast name? Yeah, so it's called The Anthem of the Adventurer. Okay. And it is all about injecting more adventure into our lives regularly in kind of a spectrum <laughs> from mm-hmm. uh, casual adventures. So that, that same distinction, right, of, of experience where you learn through persevering into the unknown, finding fulfillment. Casual is a small-scale adventure that you don't have to plan. You can plan if you're an engineer like me, but you don't have to. Then there's the crucial, which are uh, adventures catalyzed by self-reflection. So maybe you're thinking, oh, man, I would really like to grow in my mountaineering skills. Let's go do an adventure at a mountain. (laughs) Or maybe you're in a casual adventure and all of a sudden something happens. You're like, oh, crap. I don't know if I have what it takes, which is one of our big questions as men that we ask ourselves. Do I have what it takes? 
if you've asked yourself that question in the middle of doing something like I have doing all this crazy go ruck stuff, uh, then you find yourself in a crucial adventure. Mm. It relates to your character growth, your bigger story. Mm-hmm. Then we have the epic adventures, which are adventures with or recognized by others that involve significant physical, mental, or emotional risk. And the emotional risk is the interesting one. Mm-hmm. Then you can have an epic adventure on the couch with your wife, having a difficult conversation about what you want your ideal life to look like. That is an epic adventure you can have tonight. Mm-hmm. And it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is so cool. And for those, those of my listeners and viewers who know me, I love adventure. Just came back from an adventure, as a matter of fact, which was absolutely life-changing. So wonderful what that we're having that. Well, I went up to my version of an adventure. I went up to the mountaintop near Pittsburgh, Ooh. and I was on the mountain in Leechburg for a week. Got super, super grounded, super focused, redid my business plan. Yay. Yay. Learned feng shui. Ooh. Oh, feng shui. Five elements, space clearing, the bagua. So now I can help everyone shift their energy and create a space that's supportive. No, I want to drill down on that because I was talking in in Dan McPherson's mastermind last night about the importance of your environment Yes, and its impact on your mood, especially when you're wanting to change your behavior. Yes. It's huge, especially around adventure. So for me, something I want to do more of lately and, and I got to back up a couple of levels here so I don't go too far too fast, but I have found something that helps me feel the most alive, which is really what adventure is and does. It's yes. something that helps you feel most alive is mountain biking. Okay. Like I found this little trail just down the road tucked in some guy's backyard that he built in the eighties. And it's amazing. I'm like, I want to do more of that. And so now I'm working to build an environment where my car over the next couple of months here is going to be set up to do mountain biking anytime, anywhere, all I have to do is put my bike on the rack and go. I've got, you know, my, my water, my, my helmet, my gloves, my first aid kit, change of clothes, you know, GoPro, all that packed, ready to go to make it easy to go. And in my planning environment at home, whenever I'm planning out my week, I've got a candle that smells like the woods. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You're getting a lot of earth. And wood energy. Is there any water where you go? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I always have a good cup of coffee. And so, um, you know, keep that in there. Sometimes I'll even listen to while I'm, you know, doing my weekly planning, um, some, some ambient nature sounds to just like connect something I really don't like to do, which is planning, to something I really do want to do, which is mountain biking. Okay. So you're- and the that I get while I'm out mountain biking, I'm trying to recreate as many of those sights and scents and sounds and feels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm doing the planning at home. You're reconnecting with the five elements, Dan. You're connecting with the earth, woods, water, fire, and I'm sure there's metal sprinkled in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a, my, the candle I'm in is a metal yeah. tin. You're and reconnecting I'm also with the into D&D, so I have a, a brass D20 that I keep around just for yep. you know, something to yep. fiddle with. Um, yeah. That's how you're recharging yourself. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
amazing. See, everything that, my world is Chinese medicine. So everything I do, that's where I come from and then I bring it in. But this is perfect, exactly right. Shifting the energy of your environment to support you. Yeah. To excite you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so whatever it is that you want to do, whenever when you identify that particular mood that you're in when you're doing it, you can think of other ways to get you in that same mood to do anything you want to do. Right. Or or <laughs> things you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. When I was on top of the mountain, I thought of what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. And I got rid of what I didn't want to do, and I'm starting what I do want to do. Yeah, and and by things that don't you don't want to do, I mean things that you actually do need to do, but just don't want, don't feel like it. <laughs> not not things you shouldn't. Be well, doing. for the, the things that I do need to do that I just don't feel like it, I brought more metal energy into there you my go. life because metal energy helps us focus. Mm. Mm. So metal energy in the way of I have a gray tablecloth on my desk in my office. And today I'm getting, I just got um, a notice that the two silver fabric pillows, they're round and they have a sheen to them and they're gray, perf, all metal energy, boom, on the cool. chairs that I have in my office. So I am super focused when I go home. Awesome. Yeah. I needed more metal energy in my life. That Mm. and grounding, but okay. We're getting way off topic here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you created this adventure on all those different types of adventures. And this is strictly right now. Anyway, this is strictly for men, right? Yeah. I'm focusing there because that's just what I see as the biggest need in in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm starting at my my church men's group. Uh, So after about a year and a half of the podcast, I realized, I mean, it was great for entertainment purposes. We, you know, had, had a bunch of really great guests. Each one gave a specific challenge to do some, some adventure to incorporate into your life. And and it was awesome, but I wasn't seeing the kind of action out of my audience that I was hoping to see. And I'm like, huh, what can I do to change that? So doing two things, changing the podcast to just be seasonal. Only seven episodes per season, huh. three times a year on a very specific topic. So uh, I'm going to mention Larry Atch again because he's brilliant. Right. What I'm trying to do is gain help people gain confidence in the importance of adventure in your life regularly. And to gain confidence in everything, you need to first learn that there is a gap in your knowledge base somewhere. You need to learn something to fill that gap. Then you need to develop skills and a way to practice those skills in a low-risk environment. And then you need to increase the risk of your practice to gain experience. And then by exercising that experience through teaching others, you gain confidence. So we've done a lot of learning over the past year of the podcast. Now I'm working on the next few guests and some episodes I'm going to put out myself are about how to create an environment of practice around perseverance. Mm. I'm going to say... All right, now that you've got some practice in a low-risk environment, here's how to increase the risk and gain experience and then teach others to gain confidence in perseverance. Along with that, starting to get up a local group at my church, but involving in inviting some other guys locally who are interested too. We're getting 12 guys together, and we're going to give them each a really awesome survival kit 
that has 12 tools in it. Each one will pick a tool that they've either already know how to use a little bit or maybe learned in Boy Scouts a while ago, or maybe they're just really interested in learning it, but they'll take four weeks to learn it, how to use it in a survival situation for themselves, and then they will teach it how to use it to the group. And over the course of 12 weeks of learning and demoing these together, we'll build a set of skills that we then get to test in a little bit higher risk environment in a 24 hour survival challenge in two teams of six where we only bring the survival kit and a knife. Wow. Out into the woods. Wow. Now this is in your area in Michigan, right? This is in uh, Indiana. So I'm, I'm in, oh, uh, about, Indiana. uh, Purdue, North Indiana. Okay. Indianapolis. Okay. Yep. So, so I haven't picked a location yet, but I'm thinking either Indiana Dunes National Park or uh, go down to Brown County and, and go to the Hoosier National Forest. Okay, people, you want an adventure in Indiana, talk to Dan. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the bigger vision for that, this is kind of my test, is to um, also, as we do these little casual adventures of teaching each other how to you know, start fires in the evening, we're going to record videos of our after action reviews. How did it go? What went well? What didn't go so well? What do we wish we would have had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we can build a body of knowledge around this that then someone else can replicate in their own structure. Oh, this is fabulous. Okay, name me your podcast again. Anthem of the Adventurer. So Anthem, A-N-T-H-E-M. Yep, just Uh, like the insurance company. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) We'll stay away from there. More like like the the rousing song, right? (laughs) Please, yeah, no commercials on that one. <laughs> oh, I should get sponsored by them. No, you don't want that, but okay. <laughs> I need a good insurance company when I'm going out and doing crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. <laughs> don't anyway. Breath, Joan, tap on it. Oh. <laughs> that is fabulous, Dan. Anyway, that's what I'm working on now is, is, success. is bringing that out into the real world because one of the things I've seen that's, that's such a huge problem in my own life is – as good of a church as we have and as good of a men's group as we have, the only opportunities that we have to get together as guys are 6 a.m. at the local diner and talk about Bible stuff mm-hmm. or 7.30 at night and talk about Bible stuff at somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't interest me in the slightest. I <laughs> and I don't think it interests Jesus in the slightest either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. what he was all about was hanging out with his bros and yes. doing cool stuff uh-huh. and healing people's hearts. Oh, that is so wonderful. Whoa, excellent. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to take a breath here because I want to invite everybody to stay tuned because I'm getting really good at this, and this is only the beginning. We're going to go into part two, and I'm going to, my tease is, how would you like to live on the moon someday? Dan has some ideas for you. (laughs) Most I know people who have ideas anyway. (laughs) So we're going to take a pause right now. Stay tuned. Come back for part two with Dan Zaner and learn how to live on the moon. Contact Joan at joankaylor.com for training, speaking, or consultation. Follow Joan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Remember to share what you learned today with others because there are no limits to what you can achieve.